Next on Making Sense of the Madness, an exclusive interview with censored journalist Lara Logan. She'll have a free platform to drop her truth bombs on the most important issues of the day. We're going to question the mainstream narrative and expose media propaganda right now. There is nothing left. Any direction you walk, all you find is more destruction. Thousands of angry Somalis and heavily armed gunmen were locked in an intense battle with the Americans. We were caught in an ambush with his troops along the frontier. So it was a policy of total annihilation. Do you think they will attack you before you attack them? How many shipwrecks do you think are down there? You've been described as the, the greatest American rock band. Is that how you feel? Are you among the last people on earth to speak this language? And if you look at the U.S., what are you most worried about here? traditional Yakuza turf. They run everything here from the girls to the sex to the drugs. We are here with Lara Logan, the award-winning journalist. Lara, we were talking before the show, and by the way, thanks so much for joining us, about how people think they're, they're canceling you. Can you give us a little bit of an update of what you're doing and, and how, how you're feeling right now? Uh, well, I feel great um, because I'm completely free and beholden to nobody. And um, and it's kind of funny, you know, uh, these cancel culture tactics, when it first happened to me a long time ago, more than a decade ago, I was, I, I was stunned. Um, but uh, now I just laugh because it's so revealing. It tells you a lot more about them um, than it actually does ever say about you and shows you what they're really afraid of and how desperate they are. And I know it doesn't feel like that probably to a lot of people, but they are increasingly desperate. And, um, and so, you know, I don't worry about it. Um, I spend very little time on it. And, um, and that's, you know, because real journalism is, is hard. And it's hard to do it when you're not part of a network and you don't have all the, you know, the support um, base that I had for most of my career because I've been doing this for more than 35 years. And so now what I'm doing is I took what I did at 60 Minutes and I translated that into long form at Fox Nation with my show, Laura Logan Has No Agenda. And then uh, now that I'm uh, canceled by Fox, <laughs> now I, I'm trying to do my show. Well, I will do my show on my own. And, and so I've built a team and we're raising investment capital and looking for sponsors and that kind of thing. And it will be four investigative uh, episodes, four hours for per season. And the first season will be on child trafficking and that will be on lauralogan.com. But I'm also going to, you know, we're, the model we're looking at is probably to make the first episode of every season available free. And, uh, and then you subscribe for the rest of the season. And, um, and uh, I'm also at the same time establishing, working with other journalists to establish the press club of America's press club USA that will give accreditation to journalists, it'll be a home for, you know, for, I, I really want it to be a place where uh, the, the many journalists out there who know and understand the principles and the standards of real journalism have a home 
um, and and so do independent journalists. And we'll do a big awards ceremony every year, starting with giving Jim Caviezel the Oscar for uh, the Oscar that he should have gotten and didn't for Passion of the Christ. You know, and it'll be, we'll have a sense of humor about it, but there'll be something serious about it as well. And for ordinary people, you know, who want to meet with journalists, kind of like uh, my friend Dawn, who's who's going to run the, it as a private supper club. She said once, um, you know, it'd be like the old days when you wanted to catch a glimpse of Hemingway in the bar, right? People will come there for that. And uh, we're going to do it right here in the small town in Texas where I live. Um, because it's important to take back the ground, right? Um, flyover country is not something to be erased from American culture and history. This, um, the people all across this nation, in small towns and in cities, built this country and made it what it was, right? I mean, you can find, you know, uh, an NSA cryptologist who lives in my town. You can find retired CIA people. You can find, you know, Medal of Honor and other, you know, decorated war heroes, right? And this is the same in small towns across America. So I don't understand why so many uh, people in so many uh, states allowed themselves to be reduced to two words, um, but that's not going to happen anymore. We're taking back the ground and we're putting the First Amendment back in the hands of the people. And we're going to launch this with a campaign asking for a dollar from every American who wants to be part of this revolution. And for that, your name will go down in the in the historic record at the Press Club USA. And your uh, descendants, your family members, you can come and look it up and see that see your name there. And um, and it'll also be carved into a brick. So we really are building this from the ground up. And um, it's I, I just believe it's important that we have those institutions because so many of our institutions have failed us right now. And we're not waiting anymore for them. We're not waiting for the New York Times to give back the Pulitzer's it didn't deserve for Russia collusion, which didn't even happen. And, got, you know, goodness knows how many other awards that they that they and many others didn't deserve. We're, we're not waiting for them to go back because they're not going back. It's very obvious at this point. So we're building and uh, moving forward and uh, we don't care about them, not one bit. Right. We are the new media. I know John Michael Chambers, the founder of AMP, he was deplatformed and that's why he decided to build his own network. So totally relate to what you're doing. And I think we do need to, to build it and they will come. Uh, and the reason why people are trying to cancel you is because you really drop those truth bombs when people have a certain uh, mainstream narrative that the government and different institutions are just uh, parroting that that narrative you question it. I've seen it happen. And it's really funny to watch the looks on the faces <laughs> of the anchors when you're doing that. Uh, but let's watch a quick clip of Biden trying to tie all of these different narratives together in a, in a, in a neat little bow. Let's let's take a look. Excuse me, because they support LGBTQ ch children and families, we have to speak out. We must stop the hate and violence like we just saw in Colorado Springs where a place of acceptance and celebration was targeted for violence and terror. We need to challenge the hundreds of callous, cynical laws introduced in the states targeting transgender children, terrifying families, and criminalizing doctors who give children the care they need. We have to protect these children so they know they are loved and we will stand up for them and say they can seek for themselves. Folks, racism, 
anti-Semitism, homophobia, transphobia, they're all connected. So I know there's a lot to unpack in that short little clip, but interesting, he's talking about a non-binary person did an attack at a gay club and somehow that's a homophobic situation. And, uh, you know, what about anti-Semitism? That didn't seem to, to relate to anything he was saying, but this is the narrative. White supremacists, Nazis, anti-Semites, homophobes, just trying to paint anyone conservative all into that one category, the, the untouchables, the, the unvaccinated. They're all part of this, this entity that we're supposed to hate, and yet that was his anti-hate uh, statement. So I want to get your feedback <laughs> on that. Wow, that's funny. That's his anti-hate statement filled with hate. That's um, really quite revealing. Well, so this is, this is what's interesting about this, right? Biden was right about only one thing in what he said which is that it's all connected. And, uh, and that's why I like to listen to them and to pay attention and, you know, and to and stay across what they're doing because you learn so much from it. Let's go back to the beginning. You know, you were searching for a word there. And I think the word you were searching for was deplorables, right? They're all the untouchables. They're all the deplorables. Remember when Hillary Clinton told us exactly where we were going? was in 2016 on the campaign trail when she stood up and made her basket of deplorable speech. And then they try, you know, they, they sort of made the pretense of reeling it back and saying, oh, she went too far. No. In information warfare, what I have learned from people who do this for a living, what that's called is a shaping operation. So they put the message out there and they prepare to shape and soften the ground to make it receptive to what is coming. And they only pretend to walk it back so that she avoids responsibility for it, right? But now it's out there. Now it exists and now they're going to use it and they're going to build on it. And that's exactly what they did. And this is what we know. I mean, they never, ever talk. It's so interesting that I went after the children there and the brave medical professionals who are doing this and blah, 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 right? Because these are counter narratives and what they don't ever talk about are all those kids who go through these transgender surgeries for years and years and years. In fact, it makes them slaves to the medical establishment. There's no quick fix here. There's no panacea. There's no magic pill. These are radical medical interventions, like, for example, um, you know, chemical castration, which is about as extreme as it gets, or radical double mastectomies in young girls, infertility treatments that render young girls um, infertile. These treatments, you know, think about it logically. We're in a moment where for many years now, the medical community has been moving against surgical interventions. They've been moving away from those treatments. They're saying, let's, let's look at, you know, how do we strengthen your immune system? How do we do everything except put you under the knife? But you don't hesitate to take young kids who haven't necessarily had a chance to figure out who they are and what they want. And your instant response is to subject them to the most extreme forms of medical interventions that exist that are known to man today. That seems to you like a good idea. And you know, Tucker Carlson said this once on a show and it really stuck with me. He said, how come, say you've got a boy or a girl with a hormone imbalance. Yeah, how come you don't recommend a treatment 
that takes them back to their natural birth gender, which would be much simpler, much quicker, much easier. And if you think about it, much less radical for the child, right? For the individual than forcing, you know, or encouraging them or pushing them towards, you know, going completely in the opposite direction. And what we know is that there is 100% a mental component to anyone who's going through this, right? I mean, even if you were 100% normal and stable and psychologically sound, but you wanted to change your gender, that is such a radical thing to go through that there's no question that there is a, a you know a mental dimension that to everything that you're going through and it's traumatic i mean i'm a breast cancer survivor you know and when the when my family heard that and they all said oh my goodness radical double mastectomy get rid of them right because we want you to live at all costs i as a woman had to think wow like what does that mean? And what is that going to do? And I understand I'm not, you know, going, I'm not some, uh, you know, going through gender dysphoria and whatever, but let's not forget Abigail Schreier's book that they banned, right? From Amazon and social media and all the rest of it. Why did they ban it? Because it was so popular, because it was so well-written, it was so well-researched, and it was on the bestseller list for, I think, two, two and a half years before they banned it. And it was because she showed through her research that more than 80% of kids with gender dysphoria, they change their minds. And I have only discussed, right? I've been talking for quite some time and I've only talked about the surgeries that actually work. I haven't talked about all of the botched surgeries, all of the kids who get halfway through these treatments and change their minds or who have surgeries that don't work. The young boy who did a video who's, you know, who's pooping into a plastic bag, right? Who's got that attached to him for goodness knows how long. The, you know, they, they, they don't tell you that awful details and the extreme radical nature of taking muscle and tissue from your forearm and trying to turn that into male genitals and, you know, genitals that don't ever function or work. I mean, this, this is such a, a drastic impact, physical and mental, on any human being. And they never, ever, ever say anything about the children who are not given a choice, whose parents shove this down their throats because they're, um, you know, they're either so deceived um, or they're misled or they're willfully, uh, you know, buying into this. Or as a pastor said to me recently, they're under a spirit of deception. I don't know what it is. I'm not all seeing and all knowing. But what I know is that these people, you know, there truly is a point that comes when you're not talking about people who sin and repent or make a mistake or whatever it is. You're talking about people who are truly and utterly wicked. And, you know, if you if you're someone who reads the Bible or whatever faith you come from, um, you can find it in the Bible. It says that the wicked spit in the face of God. There's nothing that you can do with them. And that's very interesting to me because I, I think medical professionals who are knowingly putting children through these kind of surgeries, I think they spit in the face of all of us. It is true and pure evil. And to have Biden up there, I mean, that man is the embodiment of evil at this point. Yeah, you know, he, he kind of says it with one breath, you know, we got to respect and love trans kids, but he skips out on all of the realities, the dirty and painful realities that you just described. So thanks for bringing us down to reality. We are going to take a quick well, break. I, when I we do come back, want to say, 
I just want to say nobody wants trans kids to, you know, to kill themselves. Nobody wants kids to suffer. But that doesn't mean that radical medical interventions and changing, you know, trying to change your gender is the solution. And assuming that it's the solution for all kids is just basically a political manipulation and a lie. Right. There's really fifth generation warfare going on here. I want to dig into that with you. We're going to take a quick break and we'll talk about that as we get back. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, political instability. All of these can have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. But they can also cause gold and silver to go up. Hi, this is Dr. Kirk Elliott. Buy gold, buy silver, buy now, but buyer beware. Precious metals companies are not created equal. As a PhD economist, I have been in the financial, economic, and precious metals business for three decades. The philosophy of my firm is people over profit. I encourage you to read my bio to learn more about me at kirkelliotphd.com. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, 401k, and outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets any longer. Call 720-605-3900 or visit KirkElliottPhD.com. Inflation is out of control. The price of gasoline has doubled in a very short time and interest rates are set to rise. How do you protect and grow your portfolio to make sure that you do not outlive your assets? Invest in annuities that have rate lock. Rate lock is an innovative new feature that allows you to lock in your rate of return at any time during the year to lock in these volatile upswings of the market. And unlike CDs and money market accounts, they accumulate tax-deferred and can participate in the upside of market indexes. And they're probate-free, and they can provide income that you can't outlive. With all the different companies, features, indexes, and benefits which annuities offer, it can be confusing to choose which annuity is best for your unique situation. Let a company you can trust help you select a rate-lock annuity that's right for you. Add an annuity to your retirement portfolio and start enjoying the many benefits that smart investors love. Call the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. That's the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. The Cleveland Insurance Group, 844-USA-2024. We were talking to Laura Logan about Biden's recent statements, and I feel like you were hinting that there's this wasn't just misinformation from Biden. This wasn't just uh, an opinion he happened to be voicing at any given moment. This was very purposeful. And there's a spiritual aspect that you mentioned. But what about the psychological warfare aspect, the cultural Marxism? What's the agenda for making trans kids the number one political issue of the day? You know, it's interesting that you say trans kids, right? Because we are on uh, the we're now in the age of transhumanism. And, you know, for people who haven't uh, followed transhumanism, and don't really know about it or understand what it means. It is. It sounds kind of crazy, uh, perhaps, and maybe a little bit shocking, or maybe very shocking. It was shocking to me to realize when I started to look at it that uh, these people, in their own words, right, these are not my words, these are not my policies, these are not my ideas, these are not my thoughts. This is what they have written about and talked about. This is what they plan to do, that we are now in the age of the supercomputer, right? And we are in the age of cloning. China, a few years ago, cloned the first human being. And uh, and really, 
If you listen to Yuval Noah Harari, and I urge everybody to listen to him, because this man is uh, is also one of those people who is the embodiment of evil, um, and he is uh, very influential. He's very powerful in terms of who he has access to. He is an Israeli history professor who is an advisor to Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and all the rest of them, and um, and he talks about the fact that humans are really at the point where they can acquire divine power. While at the same time, he says there is no such thing as God and, um, you know, the Bible and religion and all of that is fake news. And, um, and he talks about artificial intelligence coming into being, which will render most of the people on earth worthless. These are his words, worthless. He says people will be reduced to being useless eaters. People like most of Africa and most of India. That's another quote of his. And um, and where is this all leading? Well, it's leading to the point where um, humans, you know, your brain using neural transmitters is uploaded to a cloud, just like we upload our phones to a cloud right now. And uh, and that we, uh, there's something called a hive mind that they envisage. And people can research that for themselves too. And the hive mind can be just, you know, received messages downloaded uh, straight to the cloud where there's no need for misinformation and disinformation or news of any kind because we're basically just programmed. And what you see is that we're looking at a war against humanity. That's why it's so important for them to separate children from their parents and to s- separate humanity from God because all creation Right. I mean, if we if we believe in creation and and we acknowledge who created us, our mother and father and, uh, you know, a, a higher power. Right. The father of all. Then we can't possibly be willing to do what they envisage, which is to order your child. You know, you, you decide what genes you want, what DNA you want and, you know, and all the rest of it. And they're born not in a mother right, where there's a spiritual bond between a mother and, and her child. They're born in a pod. Great, where you can just order up yeah. the baby that you want. That's the future. I just this, saw this the, the German, the German scientist had... who released uh, the uh, the image that reminds you of the Matrix, where there's just all these pods of uh, remote children being born in artificial wombs. Yes, and you know they actually think that that people like you and I are crazy for talking about it. This is what they've done. You asked me about psychological operations, right? Well, that is a very, very effective psychological operation because their idea and their vision is so insane, right? It is an actual war against humanity. And where they, a, a few of, a few people aspire and rise to be gods and rule over what's left of the human population. And we live as slaves. And so at the very moment they want us thinking that slavery is dead, right? In fact, we're, we're moving into an era of the greatest slavery ever in, in history of mankind. And, and, and yet if we talk about it, we're the crazy ones. When we articulate their ideas, we're insane. And we're conspiracy theorists and we're whatever else. But amazingly, they can go out and they can be at wherever, at Davos and at the World Economic Forum and the Bilderberg Group. And by the way, these are the same crazy people that go off into a, a retreat in the middle of uh, of nowhere, right? And do all kinds of weird uh, rituals. And, and again, 
we're the crazy people. I mean, I'm not the ones going into the forest, right? And, and doing so it's shrouded in secrecy um, at this, uh, you know, and, and yet somehow, somehow they've managed to project their insanity. And that projection is an, an information warfare term, psychological operations as well, where they project their actions onto their opponent, right? And so you take the blame for their insanity. And how many times have we seen this happen? So it happened with Russia collusion, because it wasn't Trump who was colluding with a foreign power. It was the Clinton campaign, right? It wasn't Trump who was trying to undermine the American people and democracy and introduce an, an era of tyr tyranny, right? That would end our freedom forever. No, look who has been trying to do that. When you've taken over the Justice Department, you've taken over the FBI, you know, and you've, uh, you're trying to obliterate our freedoms. I mean, COVID, let's be honest here. COVID was a very treatable disease from day one, but they forced the, uh, a protocol, a medical protocol on us that they knew would kill people. They knew that it would kill people because as far back as 2013, right? Coronaviruses were being tested and probably long before that, but at least we know we have a document from the National Institutes of Health that's dated from 2013 with Dr. Fauci's name on it, which acknowledges that hydroxychloroquine is an effective treatment for coronaviruses. So not only did they advise a protocol that was killing people, right, which is murder, but they also prevented people from having access to treatments that were already available all over the world. And they were cheap and they were easy to use and the side effects were minimal. And they knew that as well. So they withheld the treatments. They forced medical protocols on people. They then incentivized the hospitals to kill people. They paid you more if you, if you died from COVID. They paid you more if you were diagnosed from COVID. They changed the definitions of what it meant uh, to, to die from COVID, right? And to make a whole new category for coroners to die with COVID. They incentivized coroners financially to give false, uh, you know, um, uh, determinations of death. And then at the same time, they obliterated HIPAA so that it was completely gone without telling us that they were attacking the constitution and the fourth amendment, took away our privacy. And on top of that, they then put people in a situation where the hospitals were literally preventing family members from having any access to their patients. And they introduced treatments like remdesivir that were killing people, which is exactly what Fauci did with HIV and antiretrovirals, uh, before antiretrovirals, right? That's what he did then. In fact, look up what Larry uh, was. There's a famous uh, gay rights activist who wrote, who wrote uh, a letter to Fauci that was just absolutely indescribable because of the millions of people that died from the treatments that they put out for HIV that they knew were mimicking the transgression of the, the progression of the disease. And so people didn't know what was killing their uh, loved ones. They thought it was HIV, but it wasn't. It was the treatment. And Fauci's name is all over that, all over the clinical trials and all over the approvals for that, which is no different to where we got to today. So look at that as a psychological operation. When we say it, we're crazy. When we point it out, we're, you know, the, the, the ones that are pushed to the fringes of alt-right lunacy. But these people, these lunatics, are actually the ones inflicting this on us and knowingly, because this is the part that people forget. 
at every step along the way, they knew exactly what they were doing. And when they put COVID patients in nursing homes, they did it to inflate the numbers. How do we know that? Because they inflated the numbers all over the place, all over the place. And, you know, I, I always remember this doctor in Texas who said, you know, I'm treating people with hydroxychloroquine in a nursing home and we haven't had any deaths. What happened to these people? Then they went after the doctors that were actually offering these treatments. They threatened their medical licenses and they're still doing it today. Okay, this is not accidental. This is intentional. And people of every political background know it. Whether you're, you know, in, you believe in organic foods and natural remedies, or you're an old hippie from San Francisco, or you're somebody who just doesn't trust the government, and so you don't want to put something in your body. You know, wh whoever you are, if you're, you know, these terms, right wing and left wing and Republican and Democrat, these are the terms of the enemy. When we use those words, we're playing by their rules. That's a great psychological operation, right? How effective has that been? They've got us all convinced that we're at war with each other over all these different things, whether it's race and class and, you know, money and this and that and all the rest of it. And you know what? It's not true. It doesn't mean we agree on everything, but we're not divided. We are not at war with each other. And we've got to stop using terms like left and right and Republican and Democrat and playing right into their hands because this is a war against all of us. And what the people from Antifa and the Marxists and the communists and what they don't know is that they're being manipulated just as much as everybody else is being manipulated. All they do is they come up with ways to control both sides. They are two sides of exactly the same coin. We're in this fight together and it's a fight against humanity and it is a spiritual war and it is a war against God. And for all those people who say they don't know that God exists and oh my goodness, you know, I've even had family members say to me, why are you talking about God? Well, I'll tell you why, because the greatest joke of all is that we think the world just created itself. <laughs> you know, somehow there was a scientific explosion and this cell and the Big Bang and all. That's ridiculous. Okay, if you want to know about fake news and a fairy tale and something truly ludicrous, it's the idea that the world created itself. And I would recommend for people a book called The Quantum Case for God. The Quantum Case for God. Because don't, don't fall into this trap of believing that the science knows better and the science means that can't, you know, that none of this is true and all the rest of it. The Quantum Case for God is a great read. Thank you so much, because I think you covered a lot of ground there. I mean, the entire pandemic and how it's a psychological operation. I wanted to pick your brain about the SBF FTX scandal, because I remember back during Enron and Bernie Madoff, they made a really mm -hmm. big deal about these people and made them villains. But now all of a sudden, Sam Bankman-Fried is just a oh, poor guy and his his parents are picking him up and he made a mistake. And, and the New York Times does a puff piece about him now. Finally, he's been arrested. We can take a look at the next image and they're charging him with all these things. And he seems to be at the center of the biggest crime ever with Ukraine and all of these uh, never Trumpers and, and Democrats. He was the second biggest political donor after George Soros. Uh, and now, you know, we're even asking 
Biden in the, the press secretary for Biden, if maybe Biden should return that money because it could have been customer funds, all of the other politicians, maybe they should return the money because it was customer funds. Let's take a look at uh, what the press secretary said whenever she was asked that question. The president received campaign donations, uh, campaign donations from him, many prominent Democrats and some Republicans did as well. Will the president return that donation? Does he call on all politicians who got uh, campaign donations that may have come from customer money uh, to return those funds? So look, I'm covered here by the Hatch Act, uh, limited on what I can say, and anything that's connected to political contributions uh, from here, I, I, I would have to refer you to the DNC. Well, luckily, she's covered. She's covered by the Hatch Act. Uh, any comment on just the entire story? Because it seems like we're not digging enough beneath the surface, especially the mainstream media is not really doing real journalism on the story. You know, um, going to the mainstream media and expecting them to uh, do their jobs at this point is like literally being on the battlefield and going over and asking the Nazis not to fight today. I mean, that's what you're doing. You're going to the enemy. Um, these people have, you know, whether every individual journalist knows it or not, or is consciously doing this and so on, what, what they have demonstrated time and time and time again is that uh, they have no interest in real journalism or in the truth or in holding truth to power and so on and so on. We all know perfectly well that if Trump was in the Oval Office and had taken money from Sam Bankman-Fried, that there would just be, it would be an absolute tsunami, right, of, uh, you know, great, valiant journalists just besieging the press secretary every single day, calling for impeachment, calling for investigations. It, it would be nonstop. Right. And whether it's Fox or it's uh, ABC or NBC, I'm afraid, you know, you know a lot of people aren't going to like this, but it's exactly the same thing. It is exactly the same thing with, you know, notable exceptions. Right. Because there are great people there like like Tucker Carlson and Pete Hegseth and, you know, and and um, and others who are doing everything they can. Jesse Waters. I mean, you know, there's great individual journalists who are doing the very best they can within this, uh, you know, really kind of prison that they're in in a sense, right? Um, because you can only go so far, although Tucker Carlson goes further than anybody and does the most extraordinary job. I mean, boy, we owe him a debt of gratitude um, across this country. And so it really doesn't make any sense to say things like the mainstream media isn't doing their job. Their job has become to prop up a tyrannical, illegitimate uh, regime that is uh, obliterating our freedoms and, I mean, literally pushing us at lightning speed into uh, a terrifying future, you know, where you're not going to be able to have the choice between a gas vehicle and an electric vehicle. All of your choices will be taken from you because they don't believe, according to Yuval Noah Harari and the doctrine that they subscribe to, there is no freedom on free will. Everything is a result of, you know, scientific probability. Even your random decisions can be mapped out by your data. And we are heading into a, a world here where the Sam Bankman frees and, and all of that, they're not even going to matter, right? They literally are not even going to matter. I am, I'm pretty cynical at this point, but this is what I will tell you from my experience. Sam Bankman-Fried is just a pawn. 
He's a useful idiot. He's another useful idiot. They laundered money through him for their campaigns and all the rest of it. And now they're going to use him to discredit cryptocurrencies. Nobody can be trusted to have these crypto funds because look what happened when Sam Bankman Freed had it, right? And so guess what the solution is going to be? Mm, only the, the, the government only the central bank should have a digital currency, right? Because they got to protect us, protect us from COVID, protect us from other viruses, protect us from, you know, catastrophic, you know, environmental changes, protect us from digital currencies, protect us from the likes of Sam Bankman-Fried. I don't remember, you know, volunteering to be wrapped up in cotton wool and put in a test tube and kept there for the rest of my life, right? So that I'm safe, right? I don't remember anybody volunteering for that. And and so when I look at the Sam Bankman-Fried scandal, especially his arrest, I mean, if he survives custody, it'll be a miracle. But, you know, maybe that's not what they have planned for him. Maybe what is planned for Sam Bankman-Fried is to be pardoned and to be a patsy, right, and to be used over and over again like Mark Zuckerberg, right, who's the the perfect, you know, sort of Sam Bankman-Fried type, you know, uh, patsy who made it to millionaire status knowing that everything he's done is built on a lie because he never, he never created Facebook. Facebook in the first place. In fact, I don't even know if he's smart enough to know that, that it was, you know, these kind of operations typically work. You'll have, of course, it was developed by DARPA and the CIA, and that's, you know, no secret. And uh, then you'll have, you know, people from the CIA who will be at the colleges and at the parties, and they'll, they'll create the conditions in which some idiot like that, you know, a useful idiot, thinks that it was his idea and they'll encourage it. There'll be a bunch of front companies. They'll weigh in and be investors and, you know, whatever else. And lo and behold, what do you find? You've got, you know, some uh, little moron who's married to who, oh yeah, the Chinese. What are the chances of that being a honeypot? I don't know, but it's a good chance. I don't know for sure that that's the case, but certainly if we had real journalists, you know, in the, uh, across the media with all those resources, they might want to dig into it, but we know that'll never happen because literally, we're on the enemy's battlefield. We're paying for the weapons. We, when we join Facebook and we're on these things, we're paying for them to slit our throats and to buy and the weapons and create the weapons that they use against us. We're firing every single day. That's what we're doing. And then we get down on our knees and we say, is it okay if we fight you today? And, and can we go after this? And what would you like us to look at now? You know, and we follow all the shiny objects they throw in our path. That's literally what we're doing. And we just going like lambs to the slaughter because we're not like the people of Brazil. There aren't 3 million Americans on the streets every day. You know why? Oh yeah, that's right. Because how many Americans are rotting in prison? Some of, many of them in solitary confinement without ever being convicted of a crime because of, of January 6th, because that was set up as an operation to discredit and terrorize over 900 American families. You know, and, and most Republicans won't talk about it. Most Republican leaders won't talk about it. They don't donate any money to it. They don't talk about the fact that, that the, you know, the pathetic excuse of a leader, Muriel Browser in Washington, D.C., won't allow uh, even family visits. She won't allow virtual visits. She won't allow them to shave. She won't allow the, the, basically the standard rights of serial killers in this country, serial killers and foreign terrorists get treated better than American citizens who have been denied their habeas corpus rights, their rights according to the Constitution of the United States of America. And most Americans are ignorant or silent or deny it's happening, right? 
deny it's happening. What, what you're describing is, is a war against us. And it's not just starting. It seems like something that's been pretty advanced at this point, the way you described the pandemic. Uh, for It's been happening for years. Uh, and so there was a chilling effect whenever the DOJ started going after American citizens. People realize, well, I can't put my neck out there because I can't protest because the government might come after me. And that's why they're not doing what they're doing in Brazil. Uh, but I wanted to ask you about Balenciaga because there's a cultural and spiritual aspect to this warfare. Uh, and it can involve symbolism and it can involve just advertisements and things that we see. And maybe we don't notice the first time we look at it. Let's take a look at this first clip so we can get caught up on what the Balenciaga scandal is all about. If you're a human and you have a soul, these things should bother you. Here's here's one picture that was posted that's, I mean, couldn't be more obvious. You see Balenciaga, right? B-A-L-E-N-C-I-A-G-A. But in the picture with the little child, it's spelled B-A-A-L, as in bail worship. Oh, I'm so surprised that we have bail worship right in front of our faces. It's so interesting uh, that you put it that way, Steve. You're absolutely right about that. I've been watching the Balenciaga scandal grow and grow and grow. And, you know, I got to tell you, I'm really proud of my 13-year-old son because he was a huge Balenciaga fan. This was his dream. I actually once bought him a wallet with Balenciaga on it. And this was the gift of his entire life, right? And he is the first person to say to me, Mom, I want nothing to do with this. It's over, right? I want nothing more to do with Balenciaga. Don't worry. Scratch it off the Christmas list. Scratch it off my birthday list because this is one of the worst things I have ever seen. And I read him today a poem, if you can call it that, that was on the site of the main set designer at Balenciaga. And, you know, he looked at me and he said, Mom, the photographs are disturbing, but I got to tell you the words the words, and I would urge anybody, if you are interested in this and in understanding what it's all about, is Balenciaga, of course, had these photographs with children with teddy bears and bondage and, and so on, and they thought they could get away with it by just, you know, quickly removing those pictures from their website. But it's, it's grown, and more and more and more is coming out. And why this is so significant is that I know, having worked in the industry, how many people are involved in making a photograph like that happen. We're going to take a quick break and we'll talk about that as soon as we get back. Did you know that there is a community of human beings that live to be well over 100 years old? It's true. The Hunza people live to be anywhere between 120 to 140 years old. Their secret? Vitamin B17. At Richardson Nutrition Center, founder John Richardson and his family have made it their mission to add vitamin B17 back into the human diet. Vitamin B17 is found in over 1,200 foods in nature and has been gradually eliminated from the human diet throughout the past 100 years. Over the past 20 years, our products have helped customers with immune support, energy, heart health, and much more. At Richardson Nutrition Center, we have developed a product line to easily incorporate B17 back into your diet. Use your special American Media Periscope code AMP888 to receive 15% off your first order at rncstore.com. Hey friends, Dr. Michelle and I are not celebrity doctors. You probably won't see us interviewed by Oprah, but... 
We see wonderful results in the lives of our patients every single day. We see results. While most medical practices are focused on managing your symptoms, we help you find the root cause and find healing with proven and natural solutions. Will you take 12 seconds and go to Sherwood.tv and join our free newsletter? We'll keep you up to date on new interviews and practical tips for hope and health. Visit Sherwood.tv and subscribe. Who do you trust? And should you? The small, untrustworthy group of people who own and control almost every industry hope you will not even entertain the questions, let alone put in the time to explore the answers. These two volumes of The World Awakens are an encyclopedia of trusted sources who give their honest overview of our real history, the world today, and what lies ahead. Get The World Awakens, Volume 1 and 2, signed by author John Michael Chambers for only $50 each. Or bundle the two and add Genocide Jab, all three signed hardbacks for $120. Order today at amphnews.us. For unsigned and all other formats, visit Amazon or Barnes & Noble. says, and they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire unto Moloch, which I commanded them not, neither came it into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. So Baal sacrifice in the Bible and Baal worship is very prominent in the Old Testament. So Balenciaga is not the first company to do this type of satanic type of symbolism, but I'm glad that it's finally getting some attention. People are waking up from it. But you pointed out a lot of people are complicit. It's not just one guy at the top who said, sneak this into a photograph. It's dozens and dozens of people. And that makes puppet masters and puppets and people who are willing to say yes and go along with something uh, for money or whatever reason. Can you speak on that? Yes, sure. I mean, you know, this is the top of the fashion world, right? I mean, Balenciaga is uh, right up there. And so there are designers and there are set designers and there are branding people and marketing people and graphic artists and this and that. There's the front office people. There's the lawyers. There's, um, you know, the, the cyber people, right, to control the, the algorithms. There's the photographers. There's the assistants. I mean, there's literally an army. And every single one of these decisions, there isn't a detail that they don't concern themselves with. There's not a single random or arbitrary thing in one of their campaigns or in one photograph, right? It's staged, managed, manipulated. It's thought about, it's talked about, it's written about, it's sketched out, and it is shared and it is approved. It has to be approved before it even happens. And then you have all of that happening on the back end. This idea 
that somehow these things just happen randomly. Just like, you know, I love it when you get caught uh, reporting things that are not true and they say it was a mistake. Except, of course, all the mistakes reflect badly on, for example, let's see, I don't know, Trump. Uh, Yeah, how did that happen? Sure, that was, you know, that was just random and arbitrary. No, it's not. And, you know, um, and, and, uh, you know, Balenciaga, not only are they not alone, but look across the music industry. Look at somebody like Katy Perry. Katy Perry goes from being this wholesome young girl, and in no time at all, a few short years, she's doing music videos, singing songs about cannibals, you know, glorifying cannibalism, being chopped up and prepared, you know, as a meal in, in her music videos. Lady Gaga, goodness gracious me, I don't know what happened to that woman, but she went off. Uh, and she went so far into the deep end with satanic symbolism and everything else. It is truly terrifying. And yes, we've been blissfully ignorant and a little, and you know, a little bit blind because we've been lied to and misled and we didn't understand the symbolism and we didn't notice it. And it doesn't mean that every person, you know, who, who's uh, doing something, you know, sometimes, you know, these stars in Hollywood and in the music industry, they get told what to do on the set and they don't really know that the symbolism of it. So I would urge people not to jump to those conclusions and don't fall for all the disinformation and misinformation. There's some pretty extreme things that are inserted into this narrative to discredit it, right? Like, I mean, look at Pizzagate. You know, it just, it was presented as being so insane that no rational person would even give it a time of day. And yet, years later, when I looked into the symbols of pedophilia and found from the FBI's own documents that that, you know, triangle with the small triangle inside represented the man and the boy love, why does a pizza restaurant have that symbol as their logo if uh, they're not involved in any of this. And, okay, you could say, well, they didn't know. It was just artistic. Fine. But then after Pizzagate, you knew, right? So you changed it. Because who would want to be associated with that? No, they didn't change it. So does that mean that everything reported was 100% fact? I'm not saying that. I don't know that. But what I do know is that there are things in there that were true. And I know the techniques of war, information warfare operations. And one of these techniques is to find something and say, and use that small detail to discredit everything else. And that's why Balenciaga is so interesting because they com- the company was caught with their pants down. They couldn't deny it. There they were. There were the photographs. There was the campaign. Too late to take it all back. It was out there, right? And here, now explain to me, not just why children are in these photographs, but why are you making purses in the shape of teddy bears, which are typically childlike, and they're strapped up in bondage? Why is that appropriate in the first place? And what you find is that kind of thing is all over the fashion world, right? Completely inappropriate. And then you find other things like that designer, that set designer for Balenciaga. I mean, there's a few choice words for her, right? If you if you look up what was on her Instagram page before she tried to delete it, it was covered from the Wayback Machine and so on. I mean, that poem that I was talking about in that clip on Bannon, that describes a virgin on a bed with her legs spread open, bleeding, her, her guts ripped out. I mean, this is the kind of thing that these people glorify, you know, regardless of whether, what I can't prove anything else because I haven't investigated it. But what I can prove 
and what I don't even have to prove because it's all out there, is that these people glorify this. They don't think there's anything wrong with it. And in fact, the only reason they pulled it back was because they were forced to, because they were called out. And what yeah. they want is And they tried to blame the photographer. Be, they tried to give yes, a scapegoat or a cover story to ridiculous. it. He's but why do they do it? Is it, is it? Do they think they're doing some kind of satanic spell on us? Is it to demoralize us? Like, what is the strategy? Well, you know, I never speak to what they think, right? Because I don't know what they think. Just like when you see people on, telling, on television telling you what Trump thinks or what Biden thinks, you know, you should know that, that I probably wouldn't listen to them because it's impossible for us to know what they think. Unless I can say to you, I've sat down and talked to them, I'm not going to answer that question with a, with a definitive statement. What I can tell you, though, you made a comment that, well, you know, people are intimidated, right? That's why they're not on the streets. They've seen what the DOJ going after people. Well, guess what? It's going to get worse. If you don't speak up now when you see this kind of behavior, if you don't stand up now against DOJ, there's, this window is closing. If you think the cost that you might pay right now is high, where we're headed is so much worse. If we don't stand together now, there's safety in numbers, as we know. You know, united we stand, divided we fall. There's a reason that's part of the art of war and has always been part of the art of war. Well, that's true now. If you don't stand up to Balenciaga, believe me, they may pull those ads and they're going to go quiet for a while and they're just going to keep on doing it. And Adidas, they haven't had to pull, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that they've been doing, but that designer works at both Adidas and at Balenciaga, right? They've been doing a lot of things all across the fashion industry that will just continue if people don't stand up to it. So, you know, right now it's the DOJ going after January 6 prisoners. They could just as easily go after, well, we know they wanted to go after parents for defending their children. Now, if you go after, if you don't go after Balenciaga, if you don't take a stand now, your ability and your opportunity uh, to take a stand is going to be taken away from you. This is not a burden. You know, it's a privilege, right? It's a right and it's a privilege. You have, we all have the opportunity right now and the freedom to do something about it. We're not going to have that freedom where we're going. You know, they envisage a world where we don't get to choose the temperature in our own homes. We don't get to choose how far we can travel. Look at the Great Reset and their plan for 15-minute cities where everything is that you need, that they say you need, is within 15 minutes of your home. And if you go beyond that with your vehicle, you know, uh, over a certain number of times that they decide per year, you will be fined and you will be punished and so on and so on. Wait till everything is digital. When there's no cash, they can turn off your digital money like that. It can happen to you today. If you've got your money in the bank and they erase your digital bank, what, it's been happening. What am I talking about? Chase Bank has been doing this. Other banks have been doing this to people all across this country because of their political views, right? They've right. been turning off I've their bank accounts. I've lost my uh, PayPal and my Venmo accounts and Patreon for my political um, expression. And so I can relate to that. But just want to backtrack real quick to Balenciaga. When I saw those innocent children being forced to be in that satanic environment, I just... I felt for them, and it just seems like not only a disregard, but a complete victimization of children. And now we're learning in the Twitter files, the people who were in, in charge of trust and safety chose not to pursue, uh, to stop child pornography and human trafficking on Twitter. 
Uh, so no, it's I was wondering if that. you could speak, speak, speak yes. on child trafficking and, and how central that is to the deep state. Talking about Epstein and so forth, uh, the border. Uh, why should we be thinking about and exploring human trafficking? Well, it's great that you felt for those kids, right? But what about the kids that right now are being raped and tortured and murdered as they're being trafficked? Who feels for them? Because, you know, the media um, and journalists across this country are very eager to jump up and attack me, right? Because they say, oh, did you hear her? She's gone crazy because I speak on this issue. But you don't hear them saying anything about what is happening to children. And here are the facts that they cannot deny. The United States today is the number one destination in the world for sex trafficking. More children are being trafficked in this country today under this administration because of this administration's policies than ever in human history. More kids are being trafficked and raped and tortured because of technology today and the technology companies know it. And you said that the people at Twitter, that they didn't do anything about it. It's much worse than that. They knew kids were being trafficked and they absolutely prevented the things that could easily be done to go after those people trafficking them. They ignored the pleas of, uh, of survivors and kids who were being trafficked who begged for their, you know, exploited uh, pictures that were exploiting them to be taken down and so on and so on. Elon Musk, according, there's a, 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 a human trafficking activist, anti-human trafficking activist, Eliza Bleu on Twitter. And, um, and she said that Elon Musk shut down the three worst trafficking handles on Twitter. I think it was on the first day is what she said. You know, and so these people, not only have they done nothing, but they have knowingly aided and abetted the traffickers. And I took myself off Twitter and I've never gone and had a channel on YouTube for this very reason because there are people pushing pedophilia and all the rest of it on YouTube and on Instagram with 23 million followers. And that means everyone at the company is involved in backing them and pushing them. And the AI is pushing them forward and making them popular. And when, you know, to answer your question directly about how this relates to the deep state, well, this is something that I'm investigating. And right now for my show that I'm going to do on my own, the first uh, four, first season, first four episodes that will be about child trafficking will expose quite a lot of this, right? What we know, what I know for sure, right? Things that I know are real is I know that there are operators in this country who have been on operations who have pulled children out of cages underground. I know that because of their eyewitness testimony, right? I know that there are that Child Protective Services in this country is heavily, heavily involved in trafficking children. Does that mean every CPS person? No. But does it mean that there are people all across CPS in this country who have tried to do something about it and been stopped? Yes. Are there police officers involved? Yes. Former law enforcement who are involved? Absolutely. Political figures all the way up into very high places who are involved? Oh, yes. What I can tell you for sure is that I've seen evidence. I've seen evidence of CPS involved in trafficking. I've seen evidence of people running for office who don't care one bit and say it in their messages, who say these children are lucky to be raped and not killed. They say things like that. They say kids disappear every day in this country. They don't care. And, uh, and when it goes beyond that, right, when you talk about, look at popular 
Okay. Sorry, Laura, no. we, we've just run out of time, but you've definitely teased us for wanting to see all of the episodes you're going to be putting out so people know they can <laughs> reach you on lauralogan.com. Thank you so much for dropping the truth bombs on our show today. God bless you in the work that you're doing. And thank you for watching AmericanMediaPeriscope.com. We are America's Patriot-only network. You can get my breaking news updates at SeanMorganReport.com. God bless all you patriots. Good night and good luck. <laughs>